This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations, Icon of the Seas, Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Do you have any cheese at all? No. <laughs> A senseless waste of human life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast Preview Show. I'm your host today, Brendan from Brazil Spurs, and joining me as we look ahead to the vital clash with Sheffield United on Thursday, we have Aviva Summers from Atlanta Spurs. Aviva, how are you doing? Hanging in there. Uh, yet another week in Atlanta, and I'm bored. I'm uh, as bored as uh, the Palace Burnley game <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> Well, hanging in there that, well i'm glad we're glad to have you back on it's been a long time since you've been on the, the children podcast so it's lovely to have you back joining aviva and myself in this america's cheese room reunion because it feels like ages since we potted uh we have boston spurs own dave bolton dave welcome back mate how are things living the dream however i'm not in atlanta so i'm not bored getting to a stage where i am a little bit tired of of lockdown but uh wear a mask people and we can get out of this Great stuff. So this Thursday, we go face to face with Chris Wilder's Blades. And for once, we have a preview show where the, the opponent isn't in the form of their lives, quite the contrary. Sheffield United have played four games since the restart and have just one point and one goal to show for it. Uh, they were knocked out of the cup as well by the Gooners on the weekend. So Aviva, this is a good time to play them, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, the, before lockdown, they're on a really good run. And since we've come back, they really just haven't been turning up and can't complain with a team that's on a losing streak to play but you never know it's not unlikely that we we play them and they end up beating us as that happens with spurs quite often <laughs> david what do you think i mean um they've had a fairly good season all things considered they've, they've been one of the the highlights of the season they've ex- they've exceeded expectations no dave i'm a big fan of chef united i think they play really really well i, I was always a huge fan of jimmy muir I mean, one of the best centre forwards that ever played for the club back in the uh, back in the mid eighties or nineties, whenever he played. So I like Sheffield United, um, but yeah, before lockdown, yeah, they were in good form, and it seems that they needed to keep going. And then three months off, they've turned around and go, "Well, we should be on the beach by now. Uh, so why aren't we?" So if we win the game, we reach forty-eight points and stay in the hunt for fourth and fifth with United and Wolves. 
uh, we lose and the blades will leapfrog us. Um, so we'll be looking over our shoulder at that lot down the road. Uh, we drew one all with them in November. Sonny with our goal and they got a deserved equaliser from George Baldock. But as we said, the form's awful. Since the restart, only a point against Lowly Villa, 0-0, and a solitary goal against the Gunners in four games. So, I mean, defensively, Wilder plays a 5-3-2. And there's a strong emphasis on work ethic and fitness levels. And that defence is the base of their play. They have the third best defence in the league, after Liverpool and Leicester. So, Viva, is is it going to be a case of defence versus defence? How do you see this game panning out? I think it's going to be a case of their midfield versus our defence or our entire team. Their midfield runs the show. When they're playing attacking and they're in that 3-5-2, they have Fleck, Lundstrom, Baldock and Stevens with uh, Stevens and, Bal- and Lundstrom, um, I'm sorry, Stevens and Baldock as winbacks. And the interesting thing is they've got 10 goals and 10 assists among them. And that's not even including Norwood, for example. So this is a team that really is shining because of their midfield. Their attack really hasn't done anything. So if anything, I think we need to be wary because they keep it compact really well, especially, as you mentioned, with those those overlapping uh, center backs. So I think it's going to be midfield versus defense uh, for this one. Yeah. Well, when, he's, when he is attacking, as you said, he, uh, Wilder goes for a 3-5-2 and sort of likes to overload um, the, the, the opposing team's defence uh, with the overlapping centre-backs. So, I mean, Aviva, you are the currently winning in the Cheese Room Podders Fantasy League, sort of our mini league. And you run to Lundstrom before it was fashionable. Like, I, I sort of copy your teams. And I was like, hmm, who's this guy? That's so. How dare you? <laughs> what does he offer the Blades? Why, why is Lundstrom the sort of the, the fantasy league sort of player of choice? Well, Lundstrom as a fantasy uh, option versus him on the field, is it's we're talking about different threats here. I brought in Lundstrom uh, game week two. And I just only recently dropped him after he didn't really deliver during that double game week. Mm. Um, here's the thing: he's what we—he's a player in FPL that's listed as a defender, but this entire season he's been playing as a midfielder. And when you have players like that, the right kind of players, you want to get them. For example, Eric Dyer at one point was listed when he first came in under Poch. He was listed as a defender, but he was playing as a midfielder. But he wasn't—he wasn't—he was a defensive midfielder. So the point is, is that midfielders are going to get uh, less points than defenders. For scoring a goal so if you have a defender who's listed as a midfielder they're going to have more chances to score therefore getting higher points so that's the case here with lundstrom um unfortunately he has a little bit of a shoulder injury i just saw today so we'll see what happens but in his absence um fleck has come in and just been scoring he's he has he's on five goals which is tied with one of their strikers mm-hmm. so there are people who can come in and take over but lundstrom is one of those guys that i was watching his his videos likes to get on the end of late balls and just tap him in. Not 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 so uh, you know dissimilar to to Ali, um, but he can also play you know a really good holding position as well. Yeah. Sorry, can I just pop in? I mean, looking at John Lundstrom now on the Sheffield United website, he he's basically an uglier Robbie Keane. <laughs> I'm so happy. I've always thought he looks. I've always thought he looks like a like a blondish Robbie Keane. Yeah. Always. I mean, he's just he's yeah. just what Robbie Keane would look like if he wasn't attractive and Irish. Let's move on to us now. We've played two post-lockdown matches so far. Uh, the nil-nil, sorry, the one-all with United and the two-nil against West Ham. So four points from the first two games isn't too bad. Dave, what have you made of us over the last two games? I have to think about this because I wasn't a big fan of the of it all starting up again. In the two games so far, I thought, I actually thought we deserved to beat United. Mm. Um, I thought we played well. I just... All of this is weird to me. 
and it's probably weird to you guys as well watching it in June and uh, it's it's hard to sort of get into it when we know we should that the Euros should be on mm. so um, in the two games yeah I thought we played well against Man U I thought we deserved more than a point if I'm honest uh, against West Ham I thought West Ham were 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 fairly dreadful mm. and we got exactly what we what we needed to do um, one of the Robbies on NBC Sports said the other day he said what we're finding is that the teams that are better than the other the, the teams at the bottom are actually better and it's because there are no fans there and it's now just down to pure footballing skill and I I, I think about that a lot it's it's this is actually going to level out the Premier League more than we ever thought it would do. Mm. Yeah, we've seen over the over the games that home advantage is kind of lost. There's no pressure from the crowd on the refs. So, and there's no one sort of ganging up on the refs either. So it's uh, it is almost like the, there is no home advantage. Like I said, it's pure football. Uh, Aviva, who in the Spurs squad has, imp- has impressed you most over the two games? Well, keep in mind it's been two games, so it, there isn't a lot to look at in terms of what who's been consistent, who's been showing form. Um, because he's, we've had, what, five available options on the bench each game. So it's not like you're seeing the same people coming in as subs. You're seeing basically everyone's getting a kickabout. Mm. Um, however, that being said, I do think that there is something to be said about, I forget someone, uh, one, uh, one of our potters called it the lamella effect. I do think that is real. Mm-hmm. I think that in this case, he's become more of like a super sub because every time he's come on the pitch... He's made an impact. Um, the same thing I would think also with LaCelso in some ways when he's come on previously in games as well. Uh, Dyer for sure has has impressed me. Sissoko I've seen you know mix do some good stuff. I think everyone is is you can't really say who's been doing the best because it's been two games. Yeah. But if I had to pick, then I'm going to go for Lamella just because of the that little something extra that he he brings for us. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does seem to have a sort of infectious energy about him when he comes on, even though he's not. He's just sort of, as Harry Redknapp would say, fucking running about a bit. But he, um, he does that. That is infectious. His energy is infectious. Gets the other. Sorry, Brendan. Sorry to interrupt. But here's the thing: isn't that what Lamella's always done? I, isn't that why we like him? The fact that he comes on and he runs around and he's just. And he, I know HG doesn't like him and mm. has never liked him. I love Lamella for the fact that he comes on, he's our cold eye killer. Mm. And he I comes agree. on and he does the job. Yeah. I absolutely love Lamella. I mean, when he leaves, when he leaves, and he will leave, then I, in, in three years' time, I'll be on classicfootballshirts.com getting a Lamella shirt. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Yeah, the, the, the South American shit house. Are you, are you going to say something there? I was going to say, I've always kind of likened Lamella in a way to Michael Dawson, and I'll tell you why. I know that one is like a winger and one's a defender, but Michael Dawson was the kind of guy who would, who would run through brick walls head first to, 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 to retrieve the ball. If he, made a, if he made a mistake, he like put his entire body on the line to, to get the ball back. And I've always seen the same thing from Lamella. If Lamella makes a mistake and he knows he's made a mistake, you see instantly he goes full speed to try to recover that and try his best to 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 make up for it a lot of players what i don't like is when you know that they've made a mistake and they know they've made a mistake they don't try to make up for it yeah and i like about lamella is that he will also put his body on the line and his body as we know is pretty fragile he's he's not always consistently fit um but for me yeah that that factor about him that he's willing to do that for us is one of the reasons that yeah i do like lamella as well yeah 
And here's the other thing about Lamella. He is the last one standing of the bail money. <laughs> yeah. The last one. And no one would have predicted that. No one. And That's he's not much of a flex. Well, yeah, I know. But it's, you know what I mean? It's the fact he's still here and he's still doing it. And I, I, I love the guy. He, he, has a, he has a commitment to the club, which uh, certain other players could do well to, to emulate. And I'm not mentioning any names at all. He's certainly enigmatic. I mean, over the lockdown period, we had the the feature pods where we spoke with Tim Vickery and we spoke with Max Rushton. Check them out, she says, if you haven't already. Vickery was just disappointed with with Lamella, but Max Rushton loved it. He thought this would be his time. So he certainly does split opinion. And Dave, Aviva mentioned Eric Dyer, sort of his renaissance, his rebirth in defence. Um, do you think that's his place long term? I mean, and what does that mean for Toby and Jan? Well, uh, Jan's gone. Jan's gone at the end of this, uh, end of forced stupidity. Uh, he will be off to pastures anew and I wish him all the best. Mm. Toby uh, will stay. Eric Dyer playing at centre-half. I'd rather see Eric Dyer playing at centre-half than in, in centre-mid or anywhere else. Yeah. We bought him to be a centre-half and he was doing very, very well. And I, I'm quite happy to see Dyer being being better. I have been critical of the man uh, on on many many occasions, but no, he's done he's done really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was pulled up quite rightly on social media uh, about dissing Dyer because of his stupid mistake against Man United. But I hadn't actually realised how how well he'd played before there that moment. So. Um, yeah, no, I I'd be happy. Hey, the rebirth of Eric Dyer, happy as English player playing for Tottenham, happy to see him doing well. I think what's more interesting is what that means for Sanchez and what that means for Foyth. One other Englishman that we have on our books is a certain Harry Kane. I mean, Aviva, we, we, we saw gradual improvement in performance from him over the two games. I thought he was pretty awful against United, but that was to be expected. He was trying to recapture some some game time, some fitness, and he stayed on for the whole 90 minutes, which I thought was crazy. But, but we saw the results. We saw he seemed a lot sharper against West Ham. He was taking shots. And do you see that continuing? Do you see his, his sharpness improving against Sheffield United? Well, I definitely agree that against Man U, it was very uninspired. And then after that, game after that, you know, he scored his goal, and he obviously, when he collapsed on the ground, he really wanted that goal. Um, I think the problem is going to be with the people playing behind Kane, um, because if he's not getting the balls that work for him, that he's good at, at putting in the back of the net, then it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, if he's just doing a hold up, if he's just holding the ball up enough or, or running back to, to cover, then you're not going to see him at his best. I think that putting Lamella on from the start is going to help that cause. Um, I don't think that Ali really did much for him when so Ali started finally. Do so you replace Ali with Lamella from, from the start against Sheffield United? I would. Only but, because I would want to kill the game off early. I feel like I feel like if we go behind and Lamella comes in as a sub, and that's great, but there's no guarantee nothing anything's going to happen. Um, I think from what we've seen, Ali, for me at least, Ali just hasn't looked sharp. I don't know if it's that ridiculous facial hair that he's got going on that makes him look like he's 38, but I think that I don't know. We'll see what we'll see. But I all I know is that is that Kane will 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 put the balls in. But he needs the right kind of balls. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Wait, that sounded but, weird. Wait. Um, okay. Sorry. 
Aviva, Aviva, darling, what's wrong with being 38? Isn't uh, Brendan 38 today? Yeah, thanks, Is he? Thanks, thanks for pointing out. Yep, thanks. And and Brendan, do you or do you not have a goatee like at Deli Alley? Uh, it's it's a very lame attempt at a beard. Yeah. I I did not say thirty eight because of you. I did not know you. Were, I just <laughs> off the top of my head, I just picked the number thirty eight. Thanks a lot, Dave. Yeah, Dave. You, Happy you, birthday to you. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brendan. Thanks. Happy birthday to you. That's very very dulcet. Thank you, Aviva. You're going with Lamella behind Harry. So let's, let's look at the team then. So obviously Harry's up front. Do we have three behind him in an attacking four? Yeah, I, I would hope so. So your three will be, I assume, Lamella, Bergwin and Son? Yes. Dave, what about you? Uh, yes, I'd agree with that because that's what I have in my FIFA 20 uh, team at the moment. Cool. And so the, the holding midfielders, are we going with Sissoko and Lo Celso or Sissoko and Winks? Where, where, are, we, where are, we, are we thinking with the holding two? Uh, Sissoko and Lo Celso because I'm with the caller. I don't want to see Winks ever, ever again. Yeah, that's not very nice. I, 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 I partly agree with Dave. I, I, I agree with Lo Celso and Sissoko. I don't agree with the this, the dreadful attack on on poor little Winks. He's only twelve for God's sake. But yeah, Winks, as I've said many times in this pod, the kid can't turn, and and if you can't turn, it's a problem. He turns sometimes, but he doesn't turn an- yeah. enough. I think so, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's a tidy squad player for now, but I, he has his moments, and, and I think he's, he does, he's a yes. tidy squad player. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a squad player. And he's tidy. He doesn't doesn't do much wrong, but doesn't do too much right either. Let's look at the defense now. So, keeping the same back four as last time. So that was, I think, Aurier, Sanchez, Dyer, and Davies. Are we sticking with that four, Dave? Uh, no. Uh, I would bring, I would bring um, Alderweireld in for Sanchez. Oh no no no! Oh no! Isn't God no? Aren't they both right-footed as well? And they also have no pace. Yeah, if you if you, I think that Sanchez and Dyer is working out quite well so far. Cross my fingers, knock on wood. Then I'm going to play devil's advocate here because Sheffield United is going to be a battering ram. It's going to be it's mm. old it's going to be old school centre forwards, and I don't I'll think Dyer and Dyer mm-hmm. and Sanchez will hold up against that. I think that you need Toby in there as an uh, experienced head, irrespective of how well Dyer has done, or Sanchez. Can we have three at the back then? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to play the same shape they would. That's kind of yeah. No. Because Aurier plays pretty much as a forward these days. So when he's doing that, Sissoko fills in on his side and Davy sits back. We only really have one. Because Aurier doesn't defend. He, he attacks and he's good. He's, his crossing ability, we don't have someone with his crossing ability. He can't ability. track back. He can't track back. He won't. It's frustrating. If, but he, um, Sanchez usually has to cover for him. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Who's ever playing next to him has to cover for him. And then there's a pocket of space that's open for someone to go. Th- so honestly, I think it's it's that balance that obviously we just have to trust that Mourinho is going to going to finesse so let's uh let's look at wrapping things up let's go with some predictions dave you go first what do you reckon the score will be at bramall lane this thursday the, the better teams will will win out and i think we're better than sheffield united mm. uh so if i go with that i'm going to go with a with with two one to us if i stick with my nbc's uh predictor where i could win fifty thousand dollars i've gone with a two all Wow. You're going to win $50,000 if it's too all. 
No, I win $50,000 if I get all five results right. And uh, I've never come anywhere near, but <laughs> I've gone with a two-all for this one. All right. Aviva, how about you? What do you think the score will be on Thursday? Um, I'm going to go with a, a an in, insipid 1-0 to us. I, I just don't see this being a truly high-scoring game. I yeah. think the battle's going to be in the midfield. We both have pretty good defenses. I think you're not going to see a lot of attacking happening. This is what I'm assuming is going to happen. I could be completely wrong, but based on what the game was like when we played them last and how we've both been playing recently, this is not going to be a game where Harry gets a hat-trick, I don't think. But I, ho- I hope to be proved wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. I think they're, they're certainly not going to be as poor as they were against Newcastle or against Man United, they're, they're, they're up their game against the Gooners on the weekend. They've had more. They've had twice as many games as we have, which may be a good thing for us or them. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. It'll be tight, low scoring. I reckon it'll be 2-0. Um, I reckon we're going to win 2-0. Um, anything to add, Dave? Any shout-outs? Anything to add? Uh, no, my big shout-outs are to uh, the frontliners that are still working uh, to contain the pandemic and obviously to uh, Black Lives Matter and all the people that are doing their best to make people aware of what happens. That's my shout out. Top stuff. Aviva, how about you in Atlanta? Any shout outs, my love? I mean, obviously, oh, my love. How, <laughs> how, how British of you. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, to anyone who's going to watch the game at their local pubs, wherever you may be, you know, wear a mask or just don't stand near someone, or don't go at all. Um, but yeah, everyone be safe. This is still, we're still in the weeds here. This is not something that's definitely going away anytime soon. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining me. It's great to have us back together again, the America's crew. Uh, Cheeseheads, do listen out for the review of what we hope will be a resounding victory against Sheffield United from Franco HG and the UK guys. I'll be back with some American people to preview the Everton game that's coming up on Monday. Uh, As the guy said, do stay safe. Uh, Keep the faith. Keep listening to the Cheese Room. Do subscribe to us on YouTube, on follow us on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you get your socials, anywhere you get your podcasts. And come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, lads. Beat the blades. Beat the blades. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.